The following podcast is brought to you by Cast Content Media. Hey guys, it's Ron Worley, your most imperfect host of Sons of Ditches. People are liars, thieves, addicts, and assholes. Some people change, and a few make a difference. But everyone has a story. This week we have on Donna Tashton. She's a life mastery coach, um, and a speaker, and also has a wonderful podcast called You Were Designed for Greatness. Um, I'll let her speak about it. We've talked about it the last time, but she has a great philosophy, uh, making your baggage into luggage. Yes. And there we go. Donna, welcome again. Thank you so much for coming on. It is my pleasure to be here today. Um, It's always fun to carry on the conversation because it really doesn't feel like it's long enough all the time to get into everything. And it was such a pleasure being there the first time. So, Well, thank you. Thank you. And since then, we've had Christmas. You've also gotten COVID. I did. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm, I'm I don't want to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really isn't good, is it? Uh, okay, so Christmas came and went, and we're in the new year. What are we doing for the new year to help people out here? Well, uh, one of the things that I'm doing, uh, we mentioned previously my program called Turn, Turn Your Baggage into Luggage. Yes. What I've started doing this year is doing free workshops so that people can get tools and strategies. It's absolutely free. And it is where else on zoom, where everything is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, ma'am. That's where it's all going to. (laughs) Everything is on zoom. Um, And so it, I have one, I'm not sure when this will air, but I have one every other month. And so there'll be one in February. I'm not sure when this is airing. And then again in April. So learning. um, But that is a resource if you or you know someone who's struggling. That's absolutely free. And there's um, full of tools you can use to be able to move forward and really excel. Yeah. And and so let's remind everybody um, a little bit about your background and how you kind of got into this. Because um, it usually it's because we've also had a rough childhood. Yes. Something in our life has happened. What? Yes. Remind us what that was. Yes. Uh, I was a teenage mom at the age of 15. Um, and there is a hu- whole story. I think I got into that last yep. time so sure they did. can listen to that podcast for all of that. Absolutely. Um, so I grew up feeling, um, well, i fast, fast track to adulthood. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and feeling like, uh, there was a lot of shame, uh, and anger and frustration, and I'm going to prove them wrong. Right. Um, but it was, a it was a pretty big ditch, if you will, to try to figure out how to cope and, and move through that. So that is, um, and, and I grew up in, the time and error in religious family that this wasn't okay. Right. So there was a lot of that going on. So I totally get that because uh, when I was in my twenties, now, first of all, my mother is a, uh, is a, uh, 
she had me at 16. So, um, and it's still weird because she's very young looking. So even now Mm -hmm. I'm almost 50 and we look like sisters and brothers. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's super weird. And she's right there at my age. I actually look up to her because it's like having a mentor because she's so young. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been a cool relationship. So, uh, but anyways, I digress. I was trying to say um, in my twenties, I had my children and I would go to pick them up from school and there would be these other people, other parents there, and they were still married. And so the shame I felt, I was at a Catholic, these kids yep. went to Catholic schools and here I thought, you know, I'm divorced yep. Uh, yep. You know, and, and the amount of shame that you, and, but it's ourselves that we shame more than a lot of other people shaming us or judging us. Is that true? Or for you, was that true? Um, I think there was some of both. Um, definitely in my situation in learning that, um, I can, I can remember saying, I can't wait till my age matches my responsibility. It never does. (laughs) And, you know, and it's just like, so, um, I'm in my fifties and my daughter's in her forties. It's wild. Yeah. And, you know, so just learning how to, uh, but I can remember feeling those kind of things that, feeling of not being enough of whatever that is and guilt, you know, don't get us started on guilt. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Oh, but all of that, even if other people don't know our story, we think we're, we're like looking down on ourselves, And I think mm-hmm. that's what you're alluding to is like, we're looking at the ground or avoiding or hiding and all of those kinds of things that we do when but they're coping mechanisms. We've learned to figure out how to survive. They just don't work so well. Right. When we're an adult, they really don't work well, but we learned these, or we develop these skills, coping mechanisms. They're not really a skill to be able to survive in whatever situation we find ourselves in. And they're not always healthy. No, they're not where you come in uh, to change those over from baggage to luggage. Right. And make them healthy. Um, so I, I, I figured out through years of counseling, um, that I used to put people on pedestals. I used to look at other people, want to be them. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it was because I didn't like myself or think of myself as an equal Mm -hmm. or, you know, worthy. Mm -hmm. And so I would make, especially women, uh, you know, put them on a pedestal and, and over the years, you know, you change, uh, things would come out and it's kind of embarrassing. My people are going to get way too much info, but the whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole, uh, we're getting deep now. Uh, so the whole reason we, that I was putting women on pedestals, that the, the way I dealt with that, uh, to feel equal to them was to bed them. And then I would feel equal and it was very archaic, but uh, gosh, over the years, you know, luckily that went away, but, um, yes. lots of work. We, 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 we do all kinds of things to make ourselves feel better. And one of the interesting things about feeling less than and not enough mm-hmm. is the way I word it is comparison kills. If yeah. I am comparing myself, I usually, you know, to you, to another woman, whatever, I'm never, I'm always going to be a poor imitation. Sure. I'm never going to be the original. 
So right. it's always a poor imitation. But I can do you do we actually realize that we're perfect because we're perfectly us? Right. When we're authentic and when I'm me, I really am perfect. How can I not be enough if I'm 100% me? Right. And you can never be it and nobody else can ever be you. And yep. and when we quit striving the comp- and understand I am on a journey and you're on a journey, they're going to look different. And you compare your weaknesses to my strengths, we're always going to be at a deficit when we do things like that. And so yeah. learning to compare not to not to anyone, just embrace my journey to understand it's my journey. If I'm having a rough day, it's my journey. If I'm having a fabulous day, it's still my journey. And I'm 100% me. And when we can begin to really grasp that, um, I don't need to be you. You don't, I don't need to be another woman or, you know, anybody else. It's just be, be you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And as fallible as we are as humans, we're still perfectly fallible. And I love, and love that you said that because, you know, especially as younger people growing up uh, without, I mean, if you don't have a really good mentoring system ahead of you, your parents, somebody like that, um, you just, you get stuck in your own head and you make these webs, weave these webs. (laughs) Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and, and, and we know everything at 20, right? Oh yeah. Well, of course (laughs) we know everything and we don't realize that we're being that way, but we really think we know everything. We have Mm -hmm. all the answers and we just know, and Uh, we really don't. (laughs) And we don't, nothing bad's happened yet. You know, (laughs) at some point we get knocked off our block and, and next thing you know, we don't know everything. It's it's funny how life has a way. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, you mentioned your daughter is in her forties. Mm-hmm. And that is really cool. So I imagine you have granddaughters, grandkids as well. Yes, awesome. I have. Um, I have three children, and I have. Um, and be, with all of that, I have eight grandchildren. Wow! So my children are all married, and like I was a grandmother at thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild! Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. so that's an interesting thing to ask you then, because uh, you you know you had you were so young, you had yep. no choice but to really g- do some things that might have gave some damage to your child, or or at least didn't understand how to raise a child at that young of age. I imagine um, were there. Sorry. Is it working? Okay. There we go. Okay. Three, two, one guys cut that out. Is there any way that, is there anything that is residual that maybe your daughter has passed on uh, or, or what is that like? Have a, are your grandkids like 10 times the woman you were ever were? Or, you know, I, I look at my children and they're just better than me and I raised them better. You know, I, I don't know. We try to, but, um, I imagine your daughter and you had some great conversations when she was growing up. Yeah. Uh, You know, we had a few rough patches when she was a teenager, as she was trying to find out who she was in the midst of everything that happened, um, to her, to me and the situation. But overall, we've had an amazing relationship. Um, the, 
main thing I think that if I was to go back and redo it was quit thinking that I wasn't good enough. That was, that helps you parent from a fear place. It's like, you know, whatever I need to do in my correction of her behavior or in my activities and my reactions to things as if somehow I'm not a good enough mom. And that's one thing that I would change about myself. But um, all my kids are doing amazing. And so are their, so are their, my grandkids, you know, grandkids are always amazing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, my, my kids are all married. And I have grandkids from 20 years, 20 to two. Okay. So a little bit of a span. Yeah. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. And and how blessed you are to be able to have, you know, to still be in their lives and be able to see that. So I think mm-hmm. it's a good thing you got, you had your first child when you were yeah. young. <laughs> You're, it, it all worked life. out. Yes. Uh, my grandmother just passed away. She was 86 and, or 87. And so she was very young when she had my my aunts and uncles as well. And, uh, so I've, I've known her since when I was born, she was only 30 something years old as mm-hmm. well. So, uh, very interesting to have her in my life, my entire life, you know? Yeah. So that's very cool. Thing. That is a big blessing. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, and she was like a mother to me. So, and I apologize if I made it sound like there was some sort of devastation in the family or anything for your children. That's not what I meant. Um, I was trying to that whole generational thing. We try to make our children better and they make their children better and this and that, but I still see in, in my family, my kids are doing wonderful. I accidentally raised them. Great. (laughs) (laughs) But but I still see some of my, me, some of my mother's actions, Mm -hmm. some, some of the things we do, I see that in them and I go, gosh, that's going to be a rough life. If you keep messing around that way, you know, and, and you can't stop them. So it is what it is. It is. It (laughs) Uh, absolutely is. So you do have a, uh, you do have a workshop coming. We talked about that. Yes. Um, I'm interested to see why or how you got your, you're an ordained minister. Yes. Is that for a marriage? It, it is, it was not for a marriage. No, Vibrant Living International is a nonprofit organization and everything I do is from a place of faith. So, um, that is to me, it's an opportunity to really help people. Um, I'm, I guess some people call it heart centered. Everything Mm -hmm. I do is from that place of compassion of helping people to succeed. So, that is part of the calling on my life. I love it. That is so great. Uh, so you, you raised your kids with um, with God in their lives. Absolutely, it's awesome. what got me through. Yeah. Um, with, without without God, I would have probably been what everybody thought I was going to become and said I was going to become. And yeah, sure, I did none of that. I've been married thirty eight years. Wow. So. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, so in today's day, uh, what is your take on where God has become in our 
lives and in our country and in our world. <laughs> That's um, a big subject. <laughs> what sure are you is. asking me? <laughs> <laughs> so it's done wonders for your career. It's done wonders for your life. Um, yes. I, I personally think we can see what the world is becoming. Yes. Uh, and because most people don't have God in their lives anymore. Even if they don't go to church, you can still have God in your life. I'm not a believer in having to go to church in order to worship. However, you know, I have the morals. I'm with you. And and there's importance about getting together with people that are Mm like-minded, but it isn't, but you can definitely find him in the woods and find him in, you know, every place God is present. Um, Well, it's, it's proven what happened even in our, in our school system when the Bible was removed. Yes. Um, And so if we just go back in our lifetime and go back to when the Bible was removed from our schools, it shows uh, what has happened when we remove God, who is the source of everything Mm -hmm. good from our lives. It, it brings more love and kindness and morality. Um, and it's not that living, you know, it's not condemning people for choosing immorality, if you will. It's not a judgment statement. It's when you do that, it hurts. Yeah. When you do that, there's consequences. When you do that, it's pain. It isn't that the it, judging the behavior is, I don't want you to hurt. Right. I don't want you to go through the pain of, divorce and, and, you know, sleeping with a lot of people, there's pain associated with that. And so learning how to um, go back to the basics of, of finding who God is for you and that he loves you just where you are is one of the main keys would turn just a big dose of kindness would change everything in the world. Yeah. Yeah, For real. Uh, do you find that people come to you when they need God the most, or do you think they, I mean, cause for, for me, I was in homeless and in a very bad place and I had nowhere else to turn, but to God, but to God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yes. A lot of the people who work with me have this desire to know God more. A lot of the time they grew up in some type of religious what I mean by religion is a bunch of rules that we never live up to. Sure. That's what I mean when I say the word religion. Yeah, It is, I'm never good enough. I'm never going to do enough. And it doesn't matter. I'm always going to be in trouble. Yes. That's religion. But I um, share and teach people how to have a relationship with God, which is completely different. Yes. And understanding there's a difference. So why I said that is people want to know about God, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to know about God because God is going to, God's the guy with a big stick. Who's mad at me, who I'm never good enough for. And so re-educating what the truth is, is one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I love it. And, and really it turns people's lives around when they can understand that even when you're making mistakes, you're yes. You are loved. Yep. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, Donna. So I'm going to pull a surprise on you. Okay. Um, We didn't do this last time, I don't think. I think you came before we started doing this. Uh, We do a Brewster's Billions. Okay. Do you remember Brewster's Millions with Richard Pryor back in the day? 
Nope. The 80s. Oh my gosh. Nobody <laughs> remembers this show. It was one of my favorite. Um, so do I'm you gonna underst- give- you don't you have to understand what was happening to me in the 79 and 80. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time for TV. <laughs> so okay. educate me. What was it? All right. So I'm going to give you $1 billion. You have okay. one month to spend it, but you can't make money with it. So at the end of one month, you can't have any cash and you can't have any assets. You have to spend it and it has to just go. Who, what, where, what do you do? Who do you give it to? <laughs> What do you do? My my first thought is is who made the rules? I'm going to change them. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the best month of your life, but you'll be broke as a joke afterwards. <laughs> I um a billion dollars. What would I do? Um, I would build a retreat center for women to come. Um, my original thought was Lake Michigan, but it might be the ocean. Anyway, a big body of water. Mm-hmm. Lake Michigan is near me and I, and so big, build a big retreat center for women to come and to heal and yeah. to have some, um, quality, uh, quiet time. That's one of the things that I would do. Um, I have a whole bunch of, I have quite a list for myself and my kids personally. I don't know that that would take the billion. Um, <laughs> But there's other ministries and things that are doing something similar to me. So I would most likely find those. I have to find them quickly if I only had a month, but yeah. find them find them, and give it away. I think if you're giving away a billion dollars, they would probably find you. That's very possible. You put the <laughs> word out and they will find you. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Uh, well, I love it. And and so far, I've never had anybody say anything but what you just said. Something great for the people. And I love that. Uh, I did have one that offered uh, to buy cocaine for the state of Florida, but that guy was funny. He was just joking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would have been, that had to be an interesting conversation. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. (laughs) Uh, Donna, tell us again, how we get a hold of you. When is your workshop and also anything else you want? Oh, and your podcast. My podcast is called You Were Designed for Greatness. It's on all of the platforms. And the the podcast is women sharing stories of overcoming adversities, myself and others sharing tools, strategies, books, things that, and and so you get to hear a lot of inspirational stories. So that's what it's about. So check that out. Um, Love to have more reviews, share it with your friends and download it and all of the things that associated with podcasts that would help us reach more people. Absolutely. <clears throat> My website is the letter I vibrantliving.com. And on there, you can click on the, there is a workshop link. You can find out the dates right there, as well as there's a free books, there's free resources. Um, my podcast is there as well as my blog and different resources are available. And you can schedule a consultation with me. If you want to learn more about creating a life you love, leaving the past behind and actually being free and joy-filled, light, not heavy anymore, not stressed, and to be able to have those kind of things, schedule a call with me and I can help you. I know you can. And if you're watching, her website is right behind her if she ducks just a little bit. 
Bingo. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was key to uh, advertising. I love what you did back there. It's beautiful. Uh, so you're very strategic. Very good. Donna, thanks so much for coming on again. And you know, you're always welcome here. I love having you on. We get along so good. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and uh, I hope you don't get COVID for the, or, or any of your loved ones for the rest of the year. Yes. Ever again. Ever again, um, we, we can be done. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank awesome. you, Ronna. It has been a pleasure. All right. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Sons of Ditches. For more information, go to my website, ronworley.com, and my YouTube channel, Sons of Ditches. Facebook, Ron L. Worley or Instagram at Ronald L. Worley II.